Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Inside Music. I'm your host, James Shotwell, and on this episode, I'm speaking with Baby Metal. But before we get there, a little backstory. I know it's been a while since we had any extra content here on the show outside of the regular week-to-week interviews, and I promised some extra stuff this month in May, and gosh darn it, the perfect opportunity showed itself. Last weekend, I went with my good friend Benjamin Hal. You might know him from his photo and video work he does for a couple of big news websites out there. He and I went up to Northern Invasion in Somerset, Wisconsin. It's one of a chain of rock festivals put on by Monster Energy. Carolina Rebellion's another one. A lot of the same bands play between the two, but it's basically a three-stage, two-day camping rock and roll shindig. Now, we didn't camp, but we did go to see some of the bands because there's a lot of good stuff going on. And the day before we left, I got an email asking if I wanted to speak to Baby Metal. And coincidentally, I'd been trying to make this exact interview happen for quite a while. I'd been asking people if they knew how I could get in touch with somebody that knew Baby Metal. Nobody knew. Then they just it came to me. It was almost like a gift from the fox god himself. More on that in a second. So I said yes, and the person emailed me back, and they said, okay, there's a few things you need to know. First and foremost, we're going to have to approve your questions, and also I need to have your questions in the next couple of hours, and you can only ask five or six. And I was like, okay, well, that's perfectly fine. Ideally, I would like to, you know, not do that because it's a little weird to let someone know what you're going to ask them a day before the actual conversation happens. You know, it kind of loses a little bit of the authenticity, but I can understand them with there being a language barrier. There's some extra steps we need to take. I'm okay with it. So I made up a bunch of questions, sent them over. Not everything worked, but I got got six solid ones that I really believed in, thought I would cover a lot of ground in a very small amount of time. And I went to bed, and I didn't really know what to expect. And we woke up the next day, and we made the trip up to Somerset from here in Minneapolis. It's about an hour drive, and it was so cold. It was about 50, 60 degrees, but with 20-mile-per-hour winds and not much sunlight. So you can imagine we were not excited to be standing out in a big field all day. Girls of Baby Metal apparently weren't either because they did not want to meet us at the press tent. They wanted to do the interview in their dressing rooms, which is basically a set of, a series of trailers behind the stage that they were performing on. All the bands had their little trailer. There's a Baby Metal one. We met their tour manager, Nora, at the stage. She walked us back there, and then she said the girls weren't quite ready yet, so we had about 20 minutes to kill. We sat outside. We saw members of the Kami Band. That's the uh, band that backs Baby Metal when they're on stage. They usually wear a bunch of masks to kind of hide their faces, but we saw them. They said hi. They are very nice. Time passes, we get to go inside, and Nora says, okay, we're going to take you inside now. Got some chairs, you go ahead and sit down. The girls were standing when we walked in the room. They were very nice, shook our hands. And then they sat down, and they weren't in costume, so there's no photographic evidence of this, but I'll tell you right now that they were wearing baby metal sweatshirts, like black hoodie zip-up sweatshirts that said baby metal, and they had their laps covered in baby metal throw blankets. And I'm pretty sure they're all wearing other baby metal things. So the branding was on point. Now, Nora was sitting next to me and Benjamin there to translate everything that was going to be said as I said it and as they said it back to me. And then behind us, and we didn't really even talk to these people, but there was about five or six other adults in the room. And they never said who they were, how they introduced themselves. We got the feeling that there was probably hair, makeup and manager, publicist perhaps, and possibly even a parent. There's a lot of people, they didn't say hi to us, but they, no one was actually, they weren't mean, there was nothing intimidating about it, it was just a little odd. Usually you sit down to do an interview with an artist and it's pretty much just you and that person or you that person and their manager. In this case, there was about six extra people just listening in on the interview. So we sit down and uh, this is about where what you're going to hear is going to begin. So we're sitting there and I realize in that moment that in all of my years of being an interview, and I've been doing this for about 10 years now, I never had this specific incident happen. I've done email interviews where there is a language barrier, but I've never been sitting across a room from somebody, let alone three people, all in their teens, one's 18 and two are 16, 
and had a conversation where we had to have a third party that was kind of saying everything we said. So a few factors came into play here. One, I needed to make sure that I was reading, saying the exact same questions that I had emailed, and I had to make sure that I was saying them almost the exact same way because Nora, the girl's TM and also translator who had you know walked us around a little bit earlier in the story, she had a sheet of paper that had my questions already printed out on them along with the translation so that she could tell the girls what I was asking. So I needed to make sure I was on point there. Secondly, there were three, three people talking, which always adds to the confusion, and then through a translator. So I would say a sentence, and then Nora would translate it to the girls. The girls would look to each other. One would take the question, answer it, and then Nora would tell me what they said. And at one point, one of them, I believe Sue, tells a joke while answering one of the questions, and then you can hear the entire room laugh, and I, I kind of hesitate for a second because... I can tell whatever's being said is funny, but I don't I don't know what we're laughing at. And it's a little strange, but it was still it was very fun. Everyone was very nice. And as it was happening, I figured, you know, this is so surreal. This would be a great thing to share on the show because it'd be really hard to have Baby Metal come here and do a whole hour where I say something. Nora translates it for the girls. The girls speak. Nora translates back to me. That would probably not make for a good episode of Inside Music, especially how we do these extended things. But I thought. Maybe 10 minutes would be just enough. And fortunately, the interview that I did with the girls ended up being about 10 minutes long. Now, I want to tell you right now that it is not the greatest audio quality in the world. We are backstage at a rock festival, but it's decent quality. If you turn the volume up, you should be able to hear everyone just fine. We're sitting pretty close. We're in a closed quarters. It's a quiet space. It works. It's decent audio. It's, it's as good as the Butch Vig interview if you were listening to that one a little while ago. Secondly, it's probably not my best interview. It's it's a weird situation. I was trying to remember to say the questions exactly as I had read exactly as I had written them the day before, and I was also trying to interpret what was being said while continuing with my interview without asking any tags or follow-ups and you know just kind of trying to get over my general nervousness. And I am I'm definitely nervous in this interview. So I'm going to try I'm going to stumble over some words. I'm going to try to Catch my, I'm going to try to explain things a little bit because I realize as I'm saying my questions, maybe things aren't coming across the way I want them to. It's a whole, it's a whole thing, but it's a good interview. I'm proud of it, and I want to share it with you because, you know, one of the things that we always wanted to do with Inside Music was to give you a look at the life of the people who work kind of in the industry. And as somebody that writes and interviews bands, someone like Baby Metal is a story that you want to cover, but you don't always consider all of the barriers that might stand between you and that story. So that's kind of what I hope to express with this. I want to show you what it's like to speak to an artist with a language barrier, and actually a, a group of artists through a language barrier, and just, just a little short segment, just so you can kind of get an idea. Plus, you know, you hear an interview with Baby Metal, nothing to scoff at. Now this is an extremely long intro, and I apologize for that, but I wanted to set it up because I feel like this is important, and it's important that we kind of highlight why it matters. Now I'm going to play a little bit of music from Baby Metal, but before that I do want to tell you that our sponsor this week, as always, is Holix. They help artists and record labels keep their music safe from piracy. For more information on that and access to a free 30-day trial, you can visit holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. And if you have any questions or concerns about piracy, if you even want to know why piracy is something that still matters and why it needs to be stamped out, holix.com has the answer. Now, Baby Metal released a new album called Metal Resistance back in April, and you can buy it right now anywhere that music is sold, and I highly recommend you do that. The song we're about to hear right now is not quite the title track, but it does appear on the album, so please enjoy this discussion with Baby Metal.
EDM going on out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for taking time to see us. It's nice to be out in the cold for a second. So, so should we just dive in? Yeah. I know that you guys have uh, been in America before, but now with Metal Resistance out and the response it's been getting, I have to imagine it's a little bit different. So, what's it been like this time in the States? Like, how has it changed since the last time you were here? So, えっと、um, so, you know, one thing that she wanted to stress on was the fact that it, it doesn't change. Like, their feeling of, you know, coming before and now, that's the same. You know, they're doing what they're doing right now. So, um, but in terms of, obviously, you know, this time is the first time they're doing an extensive, like, U.S. tour, mm -hmm. going to cities that they've never been to before. In the past, they only did a few shows, um, um, you know, in main cities yeah. so in that sense it's different um bigger capacity so of course they feel like with the um, release of metal resistance it feels that there are more people now who know who baby metal are baby metal are and um and uh so they see a lot of new people there they believe there are a lot of first timers coming to show because they're playing bigger venues now definitely um and that makes them want to kind of like think of how they can get more people interested in being metal. So yeah, it's it's a very new experience for them this time to get more people, yeah, definitely um, okay. to listen to being metal. All right. Sue, I know you, Sue Metal, sorry. <laughs> uh, I know you spoke in the past about naming the new album Metal Resistance because you felt like you were going into battle against some kind of resistance every time you stepped on stage. With the response to Metal Resistance and the people, the more people coming to know Baby Metal, do you feel like this album is helping you win that war? <laughs> じゃあ、何と戦ってるのかなって考えた時に、多分一番は自分との戦いかなっていう風に思っていて、それをサポートしてくれるのがお客さんだったり、スタッフさんだったり、皆さんの力を借りて一つのライブを成し遂げることによって
supports their concerts and as to what they are or what she is personally resisting against or fighting against or battling against is definitely her own self and just through the concerts it feels that every time you know, she learns something new about herself something new about the audiences and that helps her um, build up um, you know who she is as Sue Metal um, and of course of this time because of the release of Metal Resistance it feels that, um, that more people are responding to them um, in a positive way so they feel that Yes, this new album is definitely helping them uh, move forward. The dedication of your fan base is really impressive. Uh, it's the word of mouth that's able to spread because of people loving your music is unlike anything I've seen in a long time. So a lot of artists today are struggling to convince people that their music is worth something, that it has value. And a lot of people steal their music, commit piracy as a result. But the following of Baby Metal isn't like that. So to what do you attribute the fierce dedication of your fans to not only your music but also your message and you know carrying on the work of baby metal even beyond just your shows. うん、可愛いと見たの so it is Yui Metal speaking. Yui Metal says that um, definitely being metal, um, SBA Metal, they strive to be the only one. That's something that they always say. It's because they always want to try to do something that's different. You know, there's three girls. Um, of course, at the very beginning of everything, Bay Metal is all about the fusion of cute. And metal that already puts them, you know, on a different <laughs> level uh, for mm -hmm. everyone else. So it's three girls, you know, wearing dresses on stage, dancing, and then backed by a band with like you know white face paint and you know shredding metal. So obviously, so you metal thinks that people there are a lot of people who look at it and say, "Well, what is this?" Because you know they've never seen it before, and that's probably why people are very interested in what bay metal is all about, and um, that's probably one of the reasons why people are so uh, dedicated to. Um, to what they do. It's different. Speaking of fierce dedication, the internet's been crazy this week with Rob Zombie coming out to tell everyone how much he loves your music. I know that you guys are big fans of a lot of classic metal acts, so what is it like for you as an artist to hear one of these legendary metalheads come down and be like, they are next, or they're the next big thing, or this is what, to kind of get behind what you're doing? そう、応援のことが起きて、もらってるんですけども、そういうなんか応援の言葉を聞くときにまあどんな気持ちですか。はい、本当に嬉しく思っています。この間のフェスに出た時にロブゾンビさんがあっちの方からビビメタルと一
Caroline Caroline that's where Rob Zombie okay. came up, you know, asking for a picture and he brought his band and he came and watched the show. So it's not just Rob Zombie, but you know, as you mentioned, yeah. they've been uh, receiving a lot of uh, support from a lot of people in the metal scene, in the music scene. And that's something that's just very encouraging and you know, hope that she said in the end that, you know, um, she's looking forward to becoming friends, yeah, with more um, <laughs> music All industry, right. yeah. Okay. Um, I know the English version of the one that appeared on the new record has been really big for you guys and it helped you know, usher a lot of new people into baby metal. So I'm curious, do you want to do more English language songs or perhaps maybe even do a, a third language on the next album? すごく嬉しくて、だからこれからもまあ英語でも歌えるum, so Sumail says that, you know, definitely, um, you know, when the when they first released the one or when she first performed the one, she was very nervous about if people would understand it, if people would get it. And of course, you know, the response was great because people were singing along. And um, so so that's why she feels that it will be interesting if they, you know, perform or make more, release more English songs um, or even a song from another language if, it, if the opportunity arises. But at the same time, you know, they have to remember their roots, you know, they're from Japan, they're Japanese, and they also love their language, Japanese language, and definitely want to put, uh, want to keep, you know, that part of them as well. So, yeah, Japanese's language is still very important for them. All right. Last last question. We're doing it. We're getting there. Uh, it was recently revealed Fox God is sending you to Download Festival. I know a lot of people overseas are excited about it, a lot of our friends in writing. Beyond the world tour efforts, what other plans for the future has the Fox God revealed to you? Yeah! So that was my conversation with Baby Metal. Uh, like I said, it probably wasn't the best interview I've ever done in my lifetime, but it was an interesting one, and I hope it was an interesting one for you to listen to. I'll be back later this week with a brand new episode featuring Dylan from Tiny Moving Parts, whose new album, Celebrate, arrives in stores this Friday, May 20th, from Triple Crown Records. Now, it wouldn't be fair if I said that without saying this. Baby Metal have a new record in stores right now. It's called Metal Resistance, and you need to own it. More importantly, you need to experience Baby Metal live. It is... It's something I can't even put into words for you. People used to talk about seeing Guar and how that was something everyone had to do, and I very much believe that to be true to this day, but Baby Metal is like that for a new generation without all the blood, but with something else, something that we've never seen in heavy metal before, and you need to see it. I'm a fully converted fan, and I believe you will be too in no time at all, so please make time to see Baby Metal. And again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week.